pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News & World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Did you know that the average man only lives to age 76? Most guys aren't healthy at that age either and wish they had taken better care of themselves and gone to the doctor more often. Women, on the other hand, are over 30% more likely to visit a doctor than men. And unfortunately, men don't progressively monitor their health status like women do. As a result, heart disease, cancer, stroke, and diabetes affect men more than women. And all of these conditions can lead to ongoing pain. Yet, men often hold back from complaining about pain. They perceive themselves as less manly if they talk about it, and many would rather suffer in silence. We're joined today by Bill Phillips, the editor-in-chief of Men's Health Magazine. He is also the author of the book, The Better Man Project. When his father died at a young age, Bill re-examined his life and made it better. He did a little bit each day and was surprised how much he achieved over time. In fact, he's been so successful in doing so that he wanted to give men across the world the same opportunity. We'll delve into his book and explore a few of his over 2,400 tips and techniques for making you healthier and happier. You won't want to miss the strategies for reducing back pain, stifling stress, improving sleep, and dodging the aging process. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, and The Pain Community. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Bill Phillips is the Vice President and Editor-in-Chief of Men's Health, the largest men's magazine brand in the world. His 2005 magazine feature, Hunting My Father's Killer, was National Magazine Award finalist in the personal service category. Bill, welcome to Aches and Gains. Great to be here. Let's talk first about Men's Health Magazine. What makes it so unique? Well, you know, uh, Men's Health is 27 years old, um, and it's published by a company called Rodell Incorporated, mm -hmm. headquarters in eastern Pennsylvania. Okay. 27 years ago, when Rodell said to the world, we're going to create a health and fitness magazine for men, you know, the industry largely sort of laughed at them, yeah. you know, because men don't care about health <laughs> right. or relationships or cooking or nutrition. You know, we proved the world wrong. Men very much were interested in, in taking better care of themselves. And mm -hmm. the secret sauce is it is about the reader. You know, on every page of the magazine, there's something there for the reader to take away, try and improve their lives with. So we change lives and, you know, readers have responded. Every word, every sentence is backed by some sort of science or some sort of expert. So it's not just us having having fun. And, you know, it, it is extremely incredible. Um, we have the highest fact-checking standards. So you take this credible information and then we, we spin it in a way 
way that any guy can understand it. And then we speak to the guy like he wants to be spoken to. So we're never preachy. It's always, you know, like a buddy who you catch up with over a beer. Yes, I like that about the magazine. And how has it been for you as editor-in-chief? I didn't sort of understand the transformative power the magazine could have on um, not just its readers, but its editors. And so once I, I got here and I was immersed in the magazine and the health and fitness information, and I started putting you know these tips to work for me, and I saw myself losing weight, and I saw myself looking better and uh-huh. feeling better about myself, more confident. You know, I started rising the corporate ladder. Like the magazine, like really put me on a path that I I wanted to stay on. That's great. I mean, and you've been on that path it seems for about twelve years now. And Bill, now let's delve right into your book, The Better Man Project. What prompted you to write it? What the book is really about is giving you one step to take toward mm-hmm. the self that you want to be. You know, this is the kind of book where if a loved one gives it to them, even if they don't crack it open the day they get it, maybe it'll sit on their shelf and they'll, they'll go pull it off in a week or two and right. open it up to a, a chapter and, and see something they want to try. Mm-hmm. So the way the book is constructed is there's, you know, 2,000 steps you could take. Pick one. Right. Now, Bill, there's a very personal reason, though, that you wrote the book. Tell us about it. My father passed away in uh, 1999, and he was 59 years old. He had suffered a stroke a, a couple of years before that. It clearly hurt his vision, hurt his balance a little bit. Mm-hmm. We knew that strokes were running on that side of the family. Yeah. And the doctor who was on call that night came in and said, you know, because he fell backwards down some steps. So he fell down like maybe eight steps and he hit his, hit his head. But the doctor said, you know, what I'm seeing in the, the scan is his uh, vessels shattered like, like an 80-year-old man's would shatter in a high-speed car accident. He's wow. like, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Right. And flash forward five years, I'm at Men's Health. And, and believe me, his, his passing was a very much motivation to come to Men's Health too and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, learn more about staying healthy. I proposed, you know, a, a story that ended up being titled Hunting My Father's Killer. Yeah. And it was going to be my search for, like, what was going on in my dad's brain. And, uh, you know, I got a hold of his autopsy. And I think I might have even had it, but maybe didn't read it so closely. Mm-hmm. The pathologist wrote a little line, and it was, like, describing the symptoms. And it was like, you know, these are indicative of, but not diagnostic of, catacil. And I was sort of like, well, what the hell is catacil? That was where my search began. And, and there really wasn't, and still frankly, isn't a whole lot of information out there. Right. And CATASIL, now prepare yourself, is an acronym for Cerebral Dominant Arteriopathy with Subcortical Infarcts and Leukoencephalopathy, which essentially means that there is progressive deterioration of the smooth muscles inside blood vessels. And what else do you know about it? It's a genetic disorder. It causes the vessels, all, all vessels in the body, sort of hardened. And if you look on, at them under like an electron microscope, it looks like they're, they're being like wrapped by kite string almost. Uh-huh. Because um, they're getting constricted, it can cause blockage strokes. And because they're brittle, it can cause hemorrhagic strokes. So, you know, it, it kind of can get you in both ways. Exactly. And these strokes are frequently silent and can cause changes in thinking as well as cause dementia. Right. It doesn't like sort of just kill you. It, it takes you into this place where you're unrecognizable. Yeah, and that's really tough for both the patient and the family. You know, catacil, which is a hereditary stroke disorder, uh, can commonly cause migraine headaches. Did your dad suffer from them? Migraines are a huge symptom of catacil. He never had them. He had severe back pain, severe leg pain his whole life. There's no way to know if that was related, but there is suspicion that it could have been. 
certainly after the stroke, uh, slurred words and balance issues mm-hmm. and, you know, what vision problems. He couldn't read anymore. Yeah. Now, Bill, there is today a definitive test for this syndrome that uses, I believe, a skin biopsy for the diagnosis. Uh, and given that it's hereditary, have you been tested? I don't want to live like I'm dying. I don't want anything hanging over my head. I don't want to be thinking about that. So I decided I decided not to. There there will be a time where I'll be tested. My kids will deserve to know. Mm-hmm. From what some of the doctors say, if you start showing symptoms, get tested. But it, it, when that happens, I don't know. But it, it, I will eventually. Yeah. Now, Bill, there's no definitive treatment for Catacil. But what have you done to minimize your risk? I don't miss a workout. I watch what I eat. I keep myself lean. I play basketball. I'm on the soccer field with my kids. I live that active life that that men's health promotes mm-hmm. because that is the best defense against this disease if I do have it. Mm-hmm. It's also the best defense against any disease. <laughs> so, right? So, right? so it's win-win. Yeah, you know, I mean, healthy living, that is eating well and exercising minimizes the effects of many conditions, especially the one that we're talking about here, Catacil. Bill, do you use any antiplatelet medicines like aspirin, for example, to help slow the progression and reduce the risk of strokes? My dad took aspirin every day almost. And after he passed, one of the doctors said, you know, his blood was also really, really thin. I drink a glass or two of wine pretty much every day, <laughs> which in a way has, has similar blood thinning effects mm-hmm. of, of aspirin, right. plus the tons of antioxidants. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm kind of taking a step in that direction. Mm-hmm, you are. Now, when it comes to pain, it, it may be that women have a lower pain threshold than men. In evolution, this may have allowed women to better care for themselves and therefore uh, make them better able to propagate the species. Right. Men, on the other hand, have a higher threshold for traumatic pain, it seems. And the theory is that as hunters, men needed to handle this type of pain, whereas women needed to have a pain system that would help them deal with the visceral or organ-related pain of childbirth. I'm curious, in your research for the book and in your experience, have you noticed any difference in how men deal with pain? I think men sort of think of pain a bit as a badge of honor and mm-hmm. like, oh, if it hurts, it, it must be good for me. Right. Or if it hurts, like I'm powering through it, I'm a, I'm a good man and mm-hmm. that can get them into trouble. We did a big pain package. It was sort of fascinating to kind of like go through that research and what was amazing is just how much back pain is out there with men. I mean, yeah. I guess part of it is because of the jobs they lead, but the back pain stuff was really resonated with them. And we got tons of feedback about, give me more of that. My back's killing me. Well, it's understandable because low back pain is one of the most common disabilities in the Western world. In fact, you know, it, it affects about 80% of Americans at some point during their lives. And the causes are complex, but discogenic pain or pain that comes from the intervertebral disc accounts for most cases of chronic low back pain. In your book, you talk about banishing back pain. What's your blueprint for getting rid of it? You know, once you have a a strong core, you're going to prevent pain. All of our workouts are sort of total body workouts here at the magazine. We have some that are just focused on uh, the core. I think a lot of guys do the wrong exercises. You know, when I see guys doing crunches still and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, that that's just going to kill your back. Yeah, and, and speaking of fallacies, for many years, doctors recommended bed rest for alleviating low back pain. Today, it's the opposite. Resting in bed worsens low back pain according to high-quality scientific evidence. It can and often does hurt to move, but the less you move, the greater likelihood of muscular deconditioning. 
And once this occurs, it's even more painful to move and exercise. Surprisingly, exercise not only lowers chronic low back pain, but it enhances mobility and facilitates function even into older adulthood. And this point is emphasized in your book when you talk about staying off the couch. Resting a bad back is the, actually the worst thing you can do for a bad back um, because it doesn't strengthen it. Um, it further weakens it. And, and again, if, if, you're, if you have a weak core, that could be one of the causes of your back pain. So, you know, you don't want to rest a bad back. You want to use your back, get out and, and do some exercises, even some like planks or something very simple like that. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it feels like it'll hurt your back more, it won't, you know, because you're keeping your back straight and you're just strengthening the muscles around it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Have you ever wondered how you might use a tennis ball to reduce your back pain? We'll find out after the break. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit TameThePain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. Teva, a leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Health is a leading health solutions company that delivers accurate, timely, clinical, actionable information to inform the right treatment decisions for each patient at the right time. Millennium offers a comprehensive suite of services to better tailor patient care. More information is available at www.millenniumhealth.com. And we're back with Bill Phillips, editor-in-chief of Men's Health and author of the book, The Better Man Project. Uh, Bill, talk to us about massage therapy, which I personally love. You you have a quick self-massage technique in the book that involves a tennis ball. If, if you have a partner, that's even better, but if you don't... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, you can massage your back with a tennis ball. Just put it between you and a wall, just like right above the hip. And you just shift your weight, you know, um, back and forth. You know, you bend one knee, shift that way, bend Mm -hmm. the other knee, shift the other way, and just Mm -hmm. roll it around your back for a while. If you do that, even for 30 seconds, you're going to feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. And I'll add that uh, for low back pain, massage can be pretty effective according to the evidence. In fact, Swedish massage has been shown to reduce blood pressure as well as inflammatory molecules called cytokines. Bill, you talk about some of the health conditions that affect men more than women in your book, and some of the top conditions that cause death in men are... uh, vary according to age group, but accidents, heart disease, and cancer are among the top three. Men also die at higher rates than women from these conditions. The fact is, I mean, men die younger than women. Nine of the, of the top 10 killers of adults, you know, stroke, heart disease, cancer, they all impact men earlier and more lethally than women. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that happens to men? Um, I think there's, I, I think there's a, a lot of reasons. I think one of the primary reasons is that, that we don't take great care of ourselves. I think that when you look at like accidents and that sort of thing, it's, I think men have more dangerous jobs than women. Mm-hmm. There has been links between testosterone and prostate cancer and that sort of thing. So I don't know that we know all the reasons, but we do know that some of the reasons that we can control. One is making sure we're taking care of ourselves and, and having an all-star 
team around us of, of doctors who can help us in our time of need. Exactly. Before we talk about the all-star healthcare team, I want to mention that according to the World Health Organization, men between the ages of 15 and 60 have a much higher risk of dying than women in the same age category across the world. And this is mainly because of injuries, including violence and conflict and higher levels of heart disease. It also seems that the main problem is that men just don't progressively monitor their health starting from a young age. That is like blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood sugar. Now, Bill, let's talk about the all-star healthcare team. Who's on that team? You're on the, your healthcare team, your primary care physicians on your healthcare team, and then a dentist. You know, the, the wonderful thing about dentists is they also are going to test you for oral cancers and lymphomas and stuff like that that they can feel and, and see mm-hmm. and optometrists. You know, as you get older, you you gotta have a urologist. You just you just have to. You know, it, I think it's good to make contact with a cardiologist, especially guys who who have heart disease um, risk in their family, or guys who are reaching the age of of, of fifty mm-hmm. in case something comes down the road. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'd also like to say that uh, that I hope that everybody listening realizes the impact pain can have on their lives. It's not at the forefront yet, but really should be, given that the World Health Organization estimates that pain threatens to condemn one in every 10 people alive today to die a painful death. Yeah, I think you make a really good point. You know, your work and your show is, is you know, shining a light on what a big issue it is. I really do hope so. Bill, Women are over 30% more likely to visit a doctor than men. Why do you think that is? You know, I, I get that question a lot. And, and I think, I, you know, it it's goes back to what we talked about earlier in the show, which is that, that motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. what's my motivation to, to, to go see a doctor? And men, we are creatures of inertia. And, you know, it, and if the inertia is putting us at work, Every day, um, that's that's where we're going to come until there's a big spot on our face that we don't recognize, and like where'd that come from, <laughs> right? So I think we're 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 less likely to make an appointment just to make sure everything's okay. Yeah, I agree. Are you a boneheaded guy who feels that you can go to the doctor later? When we come back, Bill will talk about why that isn't a good idea. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit TameThePain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives. Reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. For cutting-edge treatments and resources, follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back. Bill, why do you think men are so stubborn about going to the doctor? We're problem solvers. So, oh, there's a problem. I'm gonna, okay, I'll go solve that now. At the same time, we have an advisor on our, our staff, Dr. T.E. Holt, who's at the University of North Carolina. He's mm-hmm. written amazing stories in the past for us about how boneheaded men can be. Like, <laughs> they've had this mass in their abdomen for months until yeah. they come in and get it looked at. And 
I mean, maybe that type of thing isn't curable, but it's but beginning to a doctor earlier is something we all can do anytime we, we see a problem. And, and if the book motivates guys to do one thing, I, I hope it's just, okay, fine. I'll schedule one appointment. Yeah. I'll schedule that appointment with the PCP. I'll go get, I'll go get myself checked out. Why not? If we can get guys to spend five minutes to pick up that phone and make a call and just set up a wellness visit, mm-hmm. then we will have done a great thing. And I guarantee you what else is going to happen is that doctor is going to spot some things that need to be checked. That's very possible because during a history and physical examination or subsequent testing, doctors do pick up problems that they would never have known about had the patient not shown up. Now, Bill, you have a very powerful example of the importance of seeing a doctor early. Tell us about that. There's a guy in my staff, okay? So this is a guy who's been working in men's health for 15 years. Mm-hmm. We get free skin screenings here at the company. Okay. Back when he started, he went to one of these skin screenings. And the, the dermatologist said, you know, you got a couple spots that you really should have looked at. Yeah. And he said, oh. And, and, and he knew that he spent too much time in the sun in his teens and 20s mm-hmm. without sunscreen. So he knew he was at risk for, for skin cancers or skin issues. Yeah. He just doesn't go to the skin screenings for the next seven years. Wow. That's how he responds. And when he finally realizes the error of his ways, he goes back. And sure enough, these things have turned into basal cell. Mm-hmm. And he's had to have them, have them cut out. And a couple of them have been on his face. So it hasn't been a great thing for him. Right. It's, it's, it's a lot of healing. And he now uses that story to motivate others. Like, just address it now because you will be addressing it later. <laughs> later is never better than now when it comes to any sort of health issue, right? Absolutely. Later is never better than now. And by by the way, you know, according to Dartmouth researchers, uh, people who perform regular skin self-exams are twice as likely to find melanoma as those who don't inspect at all. Bill, over the last several years, women's health has become more prominent and advocates for women's health have emerged. Do you feel that men's health has been neglected? It has been. I mean, you know, if you think about it, there are, there are about a half dozen offices of women's health in the federal government mm-hmm. and and bravo i mean absolutely necessary yeah. there's not a, an office of men's health even though like like i said earlier you know nine of the top 10 killers in this country affect men you know sooner younger than mm-hmm. than women mm-hmm. and you know there have been a couple attempts to create an office of men's health the last one was i think in 2009 but that bill never got to the house to get voted on i don't know why but there does seem to be reluctance to sort of tackle some of the issues um, related around men's health at, at a more federal level. And, and it, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. What we can do is advocate for it, and eventually I think we'll be heard. I think so, and I'm glad you're advocating for the cause. I also like the theme of your book. If you just do a little bit each day, you'll be surprised how much you can achieve in a month or a year. It reminds me of what the late poet Maya Angelou said when she was a guest on my show. Oh, wow, that's awesome. She said, admit how far you've already come. Even if you've walked only two steps, you can say you've done that. Right. Nobody expected me to come this far. Now, let's take 10 steps. And I think that's a recipe for progressive healing, and it instills hope that patients can get better. That's exactly right. I mean, take one step today, one thing. I mean, it could be something so simple as, you know, you usually put three sugars in your coffee, do two and a half today. Right. And then tomorrow, maybe try two. And then over the course of a week, you're not going to be putting sugar in your coffee. And you know what? You're not going to miss it either. (laughs) You just cut, you know, 150 calories from your day that you didn't need. Mm -hmm. Those simple things, they add up. So if you do one thing today and another tomorrow, before you know it, you will be a better person, a better man, better woman. In a matter of weeks and months, it doesn't take long because they all build on each other. Every change you make feels better. 
the one thing that strikes me about men's health, and I see again and again among readers, it's like, if you can change your body, mm-hmm. you feel like you can do anything. Yeah. That's so empowering. And, and so it doesn't take much to change your body. It's just a small tweaks here and there that sort of build on themselves. True. Uh, this easy step-by-step process of betterment is confidence building and creates opportunities for continued self-improvement. Bill, it's been fantastic having you on the show today. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. It has. And please join us for part two of the show when we talk about gout, the most common inflammatory joint disorder in men, and how to treat it. Improving our sleep hygiene, lowering stress in our lives, dodging the aging process by keeping our telomeres from shrinking, and a subject that many men don't talk about, our emotional health. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.